1: Lock on, lock
0: lock, 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 on. Lock, lock, lock on, lock, lock on, Cowboys.
1: lock. on on Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Ghost Boys podcast. Landon, how you doing today, sir?
0: Good I am uh, ready to take some questions answer some questions. again further distracting from uh, from quarantine. I uh, hope everyone's staying healthy uh, but today again we are gathered to talk cowboys football uh, as you know nothing has been delayed. there's still no season delay yet or anything. we're still on schedule. I would not be surprised if that changed but uh, for now we're going to continue on like uh, like everything is uh, is gonna continue on the normal timeline. Do we think that the season's
1: going to start on time? Like it, it feels like it's a pretty good case it's probably delayed what 2 or 3 weeks at the very very latest.
0: Yeah, I mean I I, I wouldn't at all be surprised. I mean I, I think there there is some prudence to delaying the season at, at least or you know I, I I just think that they're trying to hold out to the last possible minute uh before they actually have to make an announcement just because you know there's a lot of things that this affects and uh, there's a lot of trickle down and if they have to delay the, the, the season, the, the, the number of things that they have to do is enormous. So I, I wouldn't at all it, and let me just add in as someone you know who works in a uh, as a department head in a corporation, I can tell you that a lot of corporations are trying to deal this. you know yeah, it's like no. let's get to a safe spot where we can slow play this a little bit. Uh, and see if this will clear up and we can get back. And then if it doesn't, then they will institute their long-term plans of starting to cancel things and, and spend money to cancel things.
1: Well, I was say, The other thing is, too, is the NFL has the ability to, to – they could cancel two preseason games, and it wouldn't be like it, it hurt anything, right? It's not going to hurt the competitive balance or the quality of play. Like, if they decide to cancel two preseason games, let the first two preseason games be at the start of September, and then we get going – Mid, mid-September, mid late-September, it doesn't really change anything too much for us, does it?
0: No. Uh, I think, and that's the idea, is that why make this announcement now if they don't have to? Right. Uh, and, and when they do have to make the announcement, they can wait till the last minute because, again, it, it doesn't make, it doesn't really, sure. you know, every, the problem is, is that people want their information now. But the, but the NFL doesn't need to make the decision now, and, and deadlines are what you know make force these people to make decisions.
1: Right. Uh, let's go ahead and get to some Twitter questions, and stop, we'll stop talking about uh, the season potentially being delayed. Uh, this first one comes from our, from our friend Joey Landon. Uh, what players could you see Dallas taking at number seventeen that you would consider bad picks, either because of positional value need or just your evaluation of the player? While I give you time to think. I'll go ahead and give you one, you know, that I, at least that I think would be a, a bad fit.
0: You're gonna take mine. I know it. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Are you sure? Uh, to me, it's we'll Kevin see. Murray. It, oh, I, okay. It's just,
1: I mean, I understand why the Cowboys would be interested in a four-five linebacker, uh, especially given Leighton Van Der Esch's injury concerns. But drafting that guy at 19 before we really even know anything about Van Der Esch's neck, before we know. Uh, what the staff even thinks about Joe Thomas or March Lillard and the ability to find linebackers later in the draft. I I, I just feel like that would be such a reach. What about for
0: you? Man, I, I just if they drafted Christian Fulton at seventeen, I I'd probably be pretty upset. I just think that he's, I agree. Yeah. he's not a guy that is at the value at seventeen. And I have to feel like if Christian Fulton's there, then someone like Zach Bond is there. So go get Zach Monestead as Christian Fulton. I, I just think that Fulton is being artificially pushed up, uh, in my opinion. Uh, and I, I've got real questions about his ability. First of all, he you know, seems to be a cover one, cover three corner who doesn't seem to do a ton of you know, other kind of coverages, but then at the same time still struggles to play the ball down the field. Uh, and I think that's not a great combination, especially for a guy I'm taking in the middle of the first round. Yeah, so I, I, that's, that's my guy, I would say.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. Fulton's another one where, like, if we get him at 51, that's fine. Like, that's mm-hmm. That feels to me like the range he should be going. But to have him be inside a top 20, that just seems so rich for me. Um, yeah. I'll give you another. Uh, any defensive tackle outside of Derek Brown and Javon Kinlaw. Now, I've talked about Kinlaw on this podcast, mm-hmm. how I'm I'm not his biggest fan. Uh, But at that point at 17, I wouldn't love it. It it, it wouldn't be the worst pick, but any other defensive tackle that I've seen kind of floated around by different people, uh, I I can't get behind. We both like Justin Matabuke quite a bit, um, but 17 feels really rich. I know some people like Ross Blaylock a lot. Uh, I, I don't understand that one. Jordan Elliott's another one where, you know, pro football focus has him as a top 25 player. I don't see that at all because that's a guy with no production and you know below average athleticism. I, I, I just can't, especially with what the team now has at defensive tackle. I, I just can't see them justifying picking one of those guys at seventeen.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you you sign these the guys that you sign so you don't have to reach at seventeen for a, a Blaylock or I mean, I mean honestly, like uh, Blaylock at fifty one is, uh, I mean, I I think. Uh, it's I would be. Okay. I don't like. It. No, I, I would like be it. okay, but I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't be thrilled. I think Blaylock at seventeen is, is crazy. I, I I, you agree. know, and I, I, I. Listen. I mean. I, w- we're, we're dancing around it this is a friend of, friend of the pod, dalton miller who, who was arguing with us yesterday i like dalton's opinions on a lot of different stuff yeah but not uh, even I dalton just... it was uh,
1: it's also brought us in uh Kavanaugh. both oh that's both
0: right were... it was yeah yeah you're right so i'm not trying to throw dalton no, specifically no. alone under the bus under yeah, there on you this. Go. <laughs> uh, let's 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 give some friends under there i you know i just i i, I love their stuff and this is just a just dis- a disagreement on on type i i to me this is exactly the kind of guy who, I think, ends up being a a, a, a you know a potential overreach overdraft. Mm-hmm. You know, defensive tackles. You really got to be careful drafting defensive tackles high because it's just it's such a position that is ripe for bust. I mean, Absolutely. so I, I, I'm not over drafting a guy who, uh, you know, I mean, it, it, no matter how you want to shape it, I, I think you can shape the the raz the. the some of the athletic scores to make him look average, but that's not good enough. I mean, you know, like I think that that's, that's the thing is that if you don't have great production and you don't have great athleticism, it's kind of tough for me to hang my hat on you at 17.
1: Yeah, I I agree. And, you know, especially Blacklock, who has uh, an injury history. He tore his Achilles. I believe it was 2018 missed the entire season. I always get nervous about bigger guys and Achilles injuries because, you know, they rely so much on quickness and, uh, that, that just makes me uh, a little nervous. Um, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk uh, more about the Cowboys and their draft plans.
2: This lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home, but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients Free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
1: Guys, we talk about physical fitness all the time, but there's another side of the game that is just as important. I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, and Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. And if you head to calm.com slash on, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium membership. Again, that's 40%. With Calm, you'll have access to the nature scenes that LeBron loves, like rain or leaves, and so much more, like sleep stories and meditation. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com slash on. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash That's calm.com slash on. All right, Landon. Uh, I don't want you to give away too much on this one because we're going to be talking about this later in the week. So, just a, a real quick answer, maybe a little bit of a tease for us. But this one comes from Jake. Who do you like better, Julian Okora or Curtis Weaver from Boise State?
0: I, I haven't watched very much of uh, Curtis Weaver yet. I mean, because we're part of, we are watching him this week. So I've I've watched a mm-hmm. little bit of him previously. I, I mean, I'm. I'm very fascinated with the core, though. Okay. I mean, I, we can just I, leave I, it right there. Just say you're fascinated yeah, let's just, with the core. Let's just leave it there, yeah. Okay. I, I'm very uh, fascinated by him.
1: We're, we're going to talk about uh, those two and uh, another edge rusher, Josh Ucci, later in the week. Uh, all three of those guys are probably ones you get at pick 51. Uh, all have a little bit different strengths and weaknesses. Uh, so if the Cowboys go, let's say, cornerback in the first round, let's say they're lucky enough to get C.J. Henderson at 17. Uh, and they want to add more depth to the defensive line, I, it wouldn't shock me if one of these three guys uh, it becomes on their radar uh, later in the second round. Um, let's go ahead and get to another question, Landon. Uh, a lot of people want to know about Drake Kirkpatrick, the cornerback that was released uh, from the Bengals today. Uh, former Alabama guy, pretty good in man coverage. Uh, tackling is an issue, uh, but he's 30 years old. He's not a number one cornerback. Would you be interested, or does that just feel like another body, you know, in the cornerback picks?
0: Yeah, I just feel like it's another body, and we don't really need any more bodies. We certainly don't need any 30-year-old bodies for, like, you know, down-roster cornerback spots. Uh, I do like the idea that it was cut, so it doesn't count towards your uh, sure. comp, comp picks, but I, I don't really, I mean, again, it's sort of like what we talked about with the draft is, yeah, it's like if I don't draft a corner in the top few rounds, I'm not really adding anything to the top. I'm just adding bodies to an already crowded room. So, yeah, I feel the same way about free agents here at this point. Unless you're adding a guy at the top, what's the point of just adding another vet, you know, second or third corner?
1: Well, as I say, especially for – you can say that for all positions right now. Like, for example, if you add a defensive tackle, uh, let's say even you add somebody like Christian Covington. Does that really you know move the needle at all, or is it just another body that makes things a little harder to evaluate the position? I don't know. I think there are some guys out there at a couple of positions where you you know you could use the depth, um, but I think just adding bodies for the sake of bodies doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, let's kind of transition this over to the defensive end spot uh, because a lot of people are asking about Jadavian Clowney and Everson Griffin. You know, we're a month into free agency now. Both of those guys are looking for contracts. Um, would either of those two be interesting to you if they're if the, if the price was right?
0: Give, give me those names again. I'm sorry.
1: Everson Griffin and Jadavion Clowney.
0: I think you know with Clowney the number is. I, I'm interested to see where the number is at this point. You know, like
1: it's probably it's, still 15, 16 million. Probably.
0: That's that's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I have some interest in Griffin if the number is correct. I think. I think for Clowney the number is still too high and I don't know, man. I I have a hard time I I feel like Clowney is too close to a type of player as DeMarcus Lawrence. But see, I and feel like Everson
1: Griffin's not though.
0: Yeah, no, Griffin's different. No, that's yeah. what I'm saying. No, yeah, I think yeah. for me, I'm I'm more interested in a rental with with uh, Griffin than I am a long term deal with uh, uh Clowney, just because you got that guy already. I think you got a better version of that guy, to be honest. Sure. Uh, and, and so why would you need another guy you're going to pay a bunch of money to who I don't know that he is going to give you the pass rush production you're going to want uh, by you know, with, I, I for that kind of there's, money?
1: There's other teams that make a lot more sense. Like the Cowboys already have that number one pass rusher. But if you're a team like, let's say the Jets, for example, that really need – Someone that can demand double teams and that kind of stuff and be, you know, the, the focal point of your front seven. I think that makes sense. But having that guy in this Dallas defense where you're already paying a defensive end $20 million a season doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But Griffin does, especially if he comes out of a deal, you know, somewhere between 8 and $10 million. And this was my point on Twitter the other day. Um, you know, the Cowboys could cut Tyrone Crawford right now and save $8 million. Would you rather have Tyrone Crawford at eight million or Everson Griffin at ten million this season? I mean, because that that answer is easy to me.
0: I don't know that that answer is easy to me. Oh, I, see, it's I, easy I,
1: for me considering the injury history for Crawford.
0: Yeah, I mean the the injury history is is worth worth adding in there for sure. I I it's an I don't think it's so cut and dry though, it's just because I think you know all the different things that Crawford can do for you versus Griffin. And it's not like Griffin has been I mean has Griffin been had a clean bill of health for the last few years? I think I mean, he's been
1: pretty healthy, yeah. I'll and he's also
0: check. older. I mean he's he's he is like older. Three, 3 or 4 years older than than Crawford. So I I I think it's I think it's a it's a interesting uh it's an interesting conversation. I don't know that it's as cut and dry necessarily as who who I'd rather have because I think the, the versatility that Crawford provides you is it has value for sure. So
1: Griffin's missed uh, was about six games over the last eight years. So pretty healthy for the oh, most part. Oh, that's pretty I mean, healthy. Okay, yeah. all right. He did have a season in 2018 where he only started 11 games. But um, for the most part, he's he's a pretty durable guy. And I just think if you grab somebody like Griffin, playing with DeMarcus Lawrence, uh, you know, and then you get back Randy Gregory on top of some of those other names that you have, you know, Dorns Armstrong and Joe Jackson, Think your defensive ends are pretty well set for the upcoming years. Uh, just something to keep an eye on. We'll see what the number is. If we get to, you know, mid-April and he still doesn't have a contract, uh, maybe we'll have to, re- you know, circle back and, and talk about him. Lane, um, yeah, let's keep going. Uh, is it a, is it fair to assume the Cowboys won't sign a cornerback or defensive end in free agency in order to get awarded comp picks for Quinn and Byron? Uh, we just mentioned Griffin and J- Jadavion. Do you think that's factoring into their decision at all? Not to bring in one of these guys,
0: I think. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a factor for sure. I don't know that it's gonna, you know, kill any chance for them to sign those guys. Especially since I, you know, I think the the third round picks like those aren't. I don't know that anyone that they're going to be signing is going to take away those third round comps. Like they're just not going to sign anybody to that size of a deal. I don't think.
1: Yeah, probably uh, not. am not at so, this stage of free agency.
0: Yeah. So what do you talk about losing of the one of your One of your fifths or you know one of the fourth comps i i I just think that i I think at that point it's it's you know i don't think that they're afraid to to sign middle tiered free agents in order to get them you know yeah in order to get the player they need even if it means losing a you know lower comp pick
1: neither do i if the right situation comes up i think they would be interested in uh but i don't think that's I don't think they're not signing free agents to protect a fifth-round pick. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah. something to keep an eye on. Um, next one, Landon, from at Dynasty Logic. And I like this question because a lot of people were talking about it yesterday. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Cowboys using Tony Pollard as a slot receiver instead of using high draft capital on a, re- on a, a receiver? So you know, not using a second or third-round pick, but maybe using a combination of Tony Pollard and Blake Jarwin to fill that slot receiver role. What do you think about that? Uh,
0: you know, I, I think that that's part of the plan. I, I think that the the part of the plan is the idea of, of you know, generally uh, deploying a, a variety of players in that slot position, you know, including obviously Pollard, who uh, I think they'll see running more routes this year from, from that kind of position. Um, but I don't know that it's necessarily enough to like – Completely rule out a third wide receiver. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that what well, is it came, it enough
1: is it enough to not make you have to draft one? Like, yeah. Well, that's what I was gonna.
0: Out. That's what I was gonna say. Is I, I think what you could do is come up with a uh, thought process of that third receiver being kind of a share, like a, a, a slot receiver by committee situation. Yes, right. Absolutely. Yes. Where you, where you've got like you know uh, Jarwin and Pollard mixing it up in there, and and you don't have some. You know, high-priced slot guy or high-drafted slot guy, who you feel the need to force into that spot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think having the uh, ability to be open on who you're deploying into that that you know eleventh man on offense. Sure, I, I think is important, and and I think so. I I do think it's not like it's I don't think it's as cut and dry as okay we're gonna use Pollard as a slot receiver so we don't need a slot receiver yeah yeah. you know it's it's more like all right we don't need to overspend on a slot receiver because 25 to let's say 40 percent of those snaps might end up going to Pollard or Jarwin or you know whomever
1: yeah so I have a couple different thoughts here and we'll try to work our way through it um first of all I would feel much better about the Cowboys doing that if they brought back Tavon Austin. Now Tavon's yeah, not necessarily yeah, sure. a, a fantastic slot receiver, but he gives you another body there that can also play on the outside, right? Um, you know, I, I don't think you want Tavon playing, you know, seventy-five percent of the snaps. But if he gives you twenty percent of the snaps a game, you know, you mix in the situations with him and Pollard and Jarwin in there, I think that makes sense. I also think we need to consider. Uh, Devin Smith, not as a slot receiver, but maybe just somebody who is, is better on the outside that allows Amari hmm. to kind of slide into the slot. So maybe Devin Smith, we saw flashes last year. Now that he's in his second year with the system, you know maybe he he's active more on game days and you see him on the outside more, and that allows you to do some different things. Um, I think that's a possibility as well. Yep. I also wonder. Um, Could the Cowboys be maybe more interested in grabbing a tight end, let's say, in the third or fourth round and giving Blake Jarwin more opportunities? Like if – we've talked about him a couple times. If Bryson Hopkins is there in the fourth round, I might feel better about Bryson Hopkins in the fourth round than even K.J. Hill in the fourth round who is a pure slot receiver, right? Just because it gives you uh, different things you can do with Jarwin and Hopkins and being able to move all around. So I – I do kind of have the feeling that it's going to be a slot by committee this year, rather than just one guy eating up seventy percent of those snaps. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you know the the option was probably, hey, let's get Cobb back. Now that we have Cobb back, now that we don't have Cobb back, now that Cobb has gone to Houston, they you know probably just took a step back and said, okay, what do we really want to do here? Were we going to look at you know reducing uh, Cobb's? Snap so that we can try to fit some of these other guys mm-hmm. in here. And, yeah, again, I think it, if it opens up the option for you to have a, a wider variety of player kind of lining up in the slot, then sign me up for that because whether that's Jarwin or, like you said, if they decided that they wanted to go get a uh, you know a Sternberger type tight end, you know, a, a kind name. of yeah. a, yep. a more slottish, uh, a big slot, you know, move Y guy, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I think that I think that that is a, a lot more palatable at this point with uh, the 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 construction of the of the skill players that you have on your team currently. And I think you, you were right to bring up some of these guys that they still have on their roster that you may be forgotten because, again, when you like you said, when you add in a guy like Devin Smith, uh, I, I think you allow the opportunity for people like. uh uh, cooper i i I think even Gallup maybe can start taking some some uh some snaps in the slot uh you you mix in pollard you mix in uh uh, jarwin you mix in maybe another tight end like we've like you suggested that they drafted and as long as they draft them you know in the fourth or something you know or down I, i think that you can uh uh I think that you can uh, get a a good combination of different players with different skill sets, and that can open things up uh, in all kinds of different ways.
1: Yeah, let's not forget Rico Gathers. He can make a big impact this year, Landon.
3: Oh,
0: Uh,
1: that one hurts me still. It just makes me so sad. Um, Wait,
0: real quick, I've got a question now, just because this came across my timeline real quick. Apparently, uh, the Seahawks are going to release Tedrick Thompson. Uh, and mm-hmm. They were trying to trade him. They were trying. they were trying to get. They didn't end up getting anything. Is Tedrick Thompson a guy who, because of him being released, do you feel any interest in uh, kicking the tires on a guy like that?
1: So Thompson was, uh, you know, like a second round pick a couple years ago, right? Mm-hmm. I think
0: he had a tit of I, torn labrum that missed most of the season last year. Uh, mostly, he, a f-
1: mostly a free safety, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, for the most part.
1: I don't, to me, that feels like somebody you grab after the draft, right? Yeah. And if, if you don't draft to save the, safety in the first three rounds, you, you bring him in, you see how healthy he is. But I don't know. I, I don't think he's been particularly good whenever he's played,
0: right? I mean, I think that there's, you know, he. I think that the, the, their main thing is that they like the younger players on their defense, I think. You know, I, 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 yeah, they what, drafted I, a safety
1: last year, uh, well, Marquise Blair from Utah.
0: Yeah, and, and they also got, um, what's his name? Uh, oh, I'm so terrible when I do this. I'm sorry. But they also, they have another free safety that they like a little bit as well. Uh, so I, I think that I, I, I you know, they're worried about Diggs. That wasn't that, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah Quandre Diggs. Quandre Diggs. Yeah, that's they, they yep. trade. Um, uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, they, at this point, you look at at where he is in his career. Off a of torn labrum, he's just not a guy that you know, they wanted to pay. I think uh, I agree. I think he might be someone who might be interesting if you get through the draft and you don't draft another guy mm-hmm. and you want to add maybe another piece of talent there. Otherwise, I thought he was just an interesting name that you know again yeah. doesn't doesn't count towards your uh, doesn't count towards your, your your comp pick formula. And they just it just happened to happen right now and at a position of need for the Cowboys.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I feel like the Cowboys still like, you know, Dar- Darian Thompson quite a bit. Yeah. I think he's going to probably be their third safety this year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, we still like Donovan Wilson. Are yeah. they going to carry five safeties? Uh, I don't
0: know. I, Maybe not. I don't
1: know. I, I mean, I, certainly I would I consider bringing him into camp just because you, you never know. Maybe that's somebody who just needs a, a change of scenery, but... Um, yeah, probably probably not at this point, but uh, we'll see. Um, let's do one more question, Landon. We've got just so many of these; we can never get to them all. Um, no. All right, here here's a good one. This one, this one is just just for me and you. Uh, this was from Michael. Why is there not more hype for Zach Bond at pick number seventeen? <laughs> <laughs> he gives added pass rush we need while also pr- providing a security blanket by adding to our linebacker corps. In case Leighton Van Derush can't play due to injury or Jalen can't play linebacker, good enough. I like that, Michael. Uh, seems like we can get a lot of value filling two holes with one player. Well said. And the perfect mm-hmm. argument right there. <laughs> what do you think?
0: I I, I don't know that they should, I agree. Why? I don't understand. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, to me. Uh, I I can't argue with you, buddy. Uh, Bond is no? a, a guy that should be argued, should be debated with at seventeen. Um, if, if you were able to get him at fifty-one somehow, oh, stealing. I mean, oh, you, that'd be to steal the draft. I think. I mean, so I I like Bond a lot. You like Bond a lot. We're definitely not the person to be asking why this couldn't happen. Because Which means of... he probably
1: goes to the Eagles, right? Because we probably, like him so much.
0: Probably, <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, I yeah, mean, I... Let, let's hope something changes. Maybe we still have a month to go. Maybe we'll start hearing more interest about Zach Bond. Maybe that becomes a, a fallback option if you know Chase on or Henderson's not there. You never know. We, yeah, we, the things change really, really fast in the draft process. I remember the week before the 2017 draft, uh, the Cowboys liked T.J. Watt. They, that was going to be the pick, and then things changed. So you never know what could happen. It's uh, it's crazy the way some of these. Uh, things kind of move around. So uh, we'll continue to, to monitor Zach Vaughn. I'm sure me, you, John Owning will continue to post on Twitter about how much we love him uh, all the way up to draft day and I'm sure well after that. So that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier and we will see you next time.